Masonic News Extra. It's been reported by Pennsylvania authorities that although engaged in an extended vacation, it appears as if Larry Maris has not yet critically injured himself. New Hampshire authorities inform us that in a rare example of good judgment, Larry opted out of a boat excursion that could surely have ended in catastrophe. Meanwhile, it is expected that Masonic Light podcast crew will produce an exemplary show in his absence, lending credence to the periodic rantings of Jeff Moyer and his deep respect for Brother Maris. Enjoy your vacation, Brother Larry, and keep your friggin' head down. That's the Masonic News Extra, so mode it was. You're listening to the Masonic Light Podcast. Starring Pete Ruggieri, Larry Maris, and Jason Lewis. This podcast is not endorsed by any Grand Lodge, and the ridiculous ramblings of the hosts are their own. So sit back and enjoy some Masonic conversation without pretension. And now, here's your hosts, Pete, Larry, and Jason. And Jack! That's me. And welcome. We're here at Masonic Light Podcast, episode number 53. Ooh, 53. 53. 53. And um, we're recording this on Memorial Day, and the um, the one veteran on our show is not here. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Veterans Day, though. It's Memorial, uh, Memorial Day, Day, right? Yeah. 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 So, so, hashtag no but, difference. But he's okay. He Yeah, he's... He hasn't gotten injured yet, but we'll see. I mean, yeah. there's there's a news article about that. <laughs> there's still a few hours left in the day for Larry to become a... <laughs> <laughs> uh, so here we are. Uh, we have our uh, we have a guest today, um, Brother Dan Madrigal of Effort of Lodge, number 665. Hey, he uh, right. he carpool, carpooled in with uh, Jack Harley. and um, He's walking home, though. <laughs> so, Dan, um, I think you listened, but uh, just in case, what we do is we go around... We discussed what we've done over the past two weeks since we recorded last, and we include you in that, and uh, then we'll come back to you later as the guest. But uh, I always start with Jason. He's never ready. So we'll start with Jack. Uh, what? Jack, what have you done Masonically the past couple weeks? Nothing. Over to you. You've got a lot going on. Well, no, you've got... All right. So in all seriousness, we, we as you heard, if you listen... We had the new studio project approved at Effort Lodge. So we're going to be moving our fabulous recording studio from Monarch Studios at Pete's house to an actual studio at Effort Lodge 665. And I guess the handle so far is shaping up to be Studio 665, which... Which is professional enough that it won't scare advertisers away. We can't say under the liquor store. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> yeah, I like it a lot. It's it's kind of a throwback, you know, to the 70s, and that's good, too. But in order to do this, uh, and we'll talk about this in a little bit, but in order to do this, there are expenses. And those of you who have been Masonic Light listeners for a long time understand that we do this because we love it. There's no money in this for us, but there are going to be expenses that are going to come up. So we're going we're gonna to hit you up. We're not going to do the NPR thing, but... <laughs> I was going to say, we're going to sound like NPR. It's way too easy to turn the channel on a podcast, yeah. So, uh, But we are going to ask you if, you, if you love what we do, to please consider jumping on our GoFundMe page 
and maybe throw us a couple of bucks. If everybody who listens threw us a uh, two, three, four dollars, we'd have plenty of money to do what we need. We'd have four dollars. Right. <laughs> yeah, and you know, we have a, a local listener, um, Scott, who doesn't want any attention, so we'll just use his first name, but um, he actually is offered to do all the electrical work at no charge. He has. Um, and that's, that's amazing. However, we're going to have to pay for the electrical stuff, right? Correct. So there's an expense there, and we have another brother who's a painter, and he's, gonna, he's offered to do the painting for us. Guess who that would be? Um, buy extra job cloths if you hired Scott. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not fair. Oh, God. No, we love Scott. We love Scott. Well, Scott fell off of a ladder, so... Yeah, how's he doing? He's, he fell yeah. like 15 feet. Okay. Yeah, the, the report seems to be that he's doing he's doing fine. Drop cloths and bandages? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Not that he's a sloppy painter. So he do, never we, know. do we need renter's insurance, especially <laughs> now? <laughs> we need contractor's insurance. So anyway, that's going to come up in a little bit. But in the meantime, I'm just loving life. So, so for a very short window of time, we'll actually be able to say the only Masonic podcast coming from a real studio until somebody else gets a better studio. Yeah, and somebody probably already has. Yeah. But anyway, we may be the only one coming from an actual Masonic Lodge. Ooh. Ooh. The, uh, oh, I can't think of the name of it right now. Uh, it's the Southern Masonic Jurisdiction Scottish Rite. There's, there's is recorded right out of the, out of temple? the, yeah. Of the temple. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but that's a paid position, and he's doing the thing because that's his job. And he does a great job. I mean, notwithstanding. What's this? Maynard. Maynard something. Or something Maynard. Drawing a blank. I'm so sorry. We're friends on Facebook. That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> anything else, Jack? Uh, anything we'll talk about with yeah, your AMD stuff? We'll talk about that Masonic later. Masonic stuff? No, we'll talk about that later, yeah. All right, Dan. Brother Dan, uh, what have you done Masonically the past couple weeks? Uh, last couple weeks, it's just been a um, monthly meeting of uh, Alto Meridiano Masonic Club, which is one of the topics that we may uh, talk about in this podcast. <laughs> well, hopefully, you know. <laughs> Um, and uh, that's about it. I mean, I, I was in the uh, Denver Memorial Day Parade today because uh, I deal with the with the Cub Scouts also. Okay, so you marched as a Cub Scout leader? Y yes. Den leader? Or? Um, I'm the assistant Cub Master of Pack 132, oh, Denver, PA. Such pride. You should see his face. Yes. Such pride. <laughs> it's awesome. Ura. There, there you go. go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, gave them, I gave the Scout salute because I'm a failed Star Scout. Uh, awesome. Jason? Well, let's see. What have I done? I think since our last episode, we were just talking about Scottish Rite reunion in Harrisburg. But it actually happened. It was a good reunion. Um, and then also in the Valley of Lancaster, got installed as senior warden. So two more years until I'm in the east there. And that's really about it. I had an extra meeting at Lodge 43. We did uh, two Master Mason degrees, but they were both kind of special because the one gentleman had a surprise visitor. His first-line signer, still a member of our lodge, moved years ago to New Mexico and flew in and surprised them. Was he one of the New Mexico guys that came to our breakfast? Yes, exactly. Okay. Same guy. And uh, the timing wasn't right. He couldn't He couldn't join uh, you guys for breakfast. I, of course, wasn't there. Um, but uh, <laughs> Officially. <laughs> Right. And uh, but it was it was nice. He, he surprised him. It was a nice surprise. And then the other Master Mason um, is either married to or going to be married to or is just dating at the moment. One of our regional school of instructors daughters. So um, 
he happened, the regional instructor happened to be a member of our lodge, so he conferred all three of his degrees. But for his master mason degree, he brought two of his other regional instructor friends, and they all came in and they sat in the warden's chairs as well, and they did one of their lodges, um, one of their other lodges, Bible presentation. You know, Bible presentation is kind of unregulated, and different mm -hmm. lodges have different presentations. So they did a did a nice presentation. So that was pretty special. Uh, for those of you that, that uh, don't belong to Pennsylvania or don't have regional schools, or, you know, we have our district school of instruction, and then we also have a regional level as well. So, you know, those guys didn't drive from, you know, right around the corner. They're spread out across the state. So that's pretty cool. That's about it. Very cool. My uh, My two weeks... I guess the big thing, um, I went to the Valley of Reading, and I didn't think I was going to be officially anything happened, but because I'm, uh, I'm in, I'm, I was asked to be in line to be in line <laughs> for the uh, Rose Croy, uh, for the Rose Croy line. So uh, my position, I guess, technically isn't an appointed position, but they still brought me up on stage, and they had to take the oath. So I am now the acolyte in the. Um, Redding's uh, Valley uh, Rose Croy chapter. So um, there's a lot of guys like Seth is in that line. Um, so um, you know a lot of guys that you may may know if you know the show. Uh, so that's pretty cool. And then uh, a couple days later, I was at the Harrisburg Junior Senior Night for Tall Cedars, and uh, that was a good time. Um, just fun frolic and fellowship as they say in the tall cedar and forest. they do actually say that they do i was going to say our uh, part-time contributor jeffrey s moyer is also a past most wise master out of that line and jeff was a big help and i know like jeff is a also an instructor and he met with you and helped you a lot in your degree uh, learning your degrees he also offered to help me because apparently this year is Acolyte, or Easter 2019 is Acolyte. I don't have any words. I just have to walk on stage, light some candles, and get out. But um, apparently next year, I have like the second longest part in the in the whole degree. So um, I'm supposed to start learning this 18 months out. That's that eye contact <laughs> that's, thing. That's yeah. not daunting at all. But uh, <laughs> so he said, yeah, he'll work with me on that um, on Thursday mornings. So that's just, you know, we do a lot, a lot of joking around here, especially at Jeff's expense. But, you know, I really appreciate that. Yeah, we've been meeting, man, for the last two years, two degrees in, working on the third and all the other stuff as well. Oh, we also, are we allowed to, are we allowed to talk about what we did on Wednesday? I know we mentioned it in a little bit, but we uh, had our last, organiz sure. last organizational meeting for the new, hopefully new AMD council that, uh, Jack is chartering along with uh, eight eight other men. We're all Archmasons, so that's pretty exciting. And yeah, that's really cool. I thought that would be more exciting. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like well, you can dub in some like, applause or something. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody, we'll take a quick break, and we're going to come back with Brother Dan Madrigal of Effort Lodge. Um, Dan's got a lot of stuff going on, uh, but one of his big claims of fame that we're kind of going to talk about today is he's part of a movement that wants to bring a Spanish-speaking lodge to the Grand Lodge of Pennsylvania. And let's go to break.
right. Welcome back, everybody. We're here today, and we have with us a guest, Dan Madrigal. And Dan is a member of my lodge, Effort of 665, as you heard. And Dan is involved in a project to try to charter a new lodge in the state of Pennsylvania, which is not an easy thing. Dan, you want to tell us a little bit about what you're trying to do? Okay. So um, right now we are um, together as a Masonic club. It's called Alto Meridiano Masonic Club. Alto Meridiano means high meridian in Spanish. And the goal of the club is to charter the first Spanish-speaking lodge uh, under the Grand Lodge of Pennsylvania. Uh, it's been an ongoing project for uh, quite a few years. I think the first meeting was in 2012. Um, I first heard of the project because uh, they got a brief mention in the November 2012 uh, Pennsylvania Freemason magazine, mm -hmm. and that's mm -hmm. how I learned about the project. And, you know, they had a contact info, and I contacted uh, uh, Brother Basilio Vega, who is uh, leading this uh, effort. Now, is, is he going to be listening to this podcast? Because, you know, we have to be careful. Yeah, I'm not sure. Okay. <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, so, you know, uh, basically I started going to the meeting since 2013. Uh, and, um, well, it's 2018 and we still don't have a lodge. So that's tough. I mean, it's tough to charter a lodge in, in Pennsylvania. When, when we look at some of our European brethren, especially in the U.K., they have large lodges pop open and, and act for a while and then they close and they pass their charter in and then another one pops open and it seems to be not sort of a big deal. But in Pennsylvania, you're, you're seeing something different. Yeah, it's, um, I, it's, it's a complex issue. Um, I guess the first, uh, the first big challenge is, um, we need, f um, 40 members who are willing to be charter members. And that's a dispensation, right? Usually that, it's more than that. Correct. Usually it's 50. Yeah. So Grand Lodge has given us a dispensation that we can start with 40. However, the 40 members need to be bilingual. And, um, you know, to get 40 bilingual already master masons, mm -hmm. you know, who are willing to show up and pay dues and stuff, and then to find three of them that are past masters willing to be, you know, the senior warden, junior warden, and worshipful master of the first year. Uh, that's where we're having the troubles right now. Mm -hmm. So are you, are you reaching out? Or are you making any, like, proactive efforts to, um, to bring people in? I know it, it kind of, after a while of, of trying and, and not quite getting there, you, you sort of yeah, um, there's there's, there's a, a bit, bit of a yeah. stalling, and like um, obviously, you know, in the first years we had uh, a couple of mentions in the Pennsylvania Freemason magazine. We, you know, we tried to get word of mouth going. Um, a lot of the brothers are around the Philly area, and they um, actually went to um, a program in Channel Six in Philly. Mm. And uh, they were interviewed there by a program that normally talks about, um, I think, Puerto Rican issues. Mm -hmm. So kind of like a community outreach thing. And, you know, they talk. I, there. I'm actually from that area. I think it's Puerto Rican Panorama. Yes. Because I just remember what, seeing it on Channel 6 WPVI yes. when I was growing up. <laughs> that <laughs> is correct. That is correct. Nice. So there's been outreach like that. Um, there's a magazine out in Philly that does uh, yearly. They do um, some kind of awards of recognition around the Hispanic you know, business community, mm -hmm. and the club has like purchased like advertisements in 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 the, uh, the magazine or handout that they have there, um, and just we've been trying to do it word of mouth, and mm -hmm. you know, uh, there's interest in uh, with brothers from uh, New Jersey. There's uh, a few brothers from uh, Delaware, and um, I'm met 
I think, three or four brothers who are actually from Venezuela who are now in Pennsylvania because of all the political issues in Venezuela. Mm -hmm. They now live here. And they have, you know, expressed interest in joining. Oh yeah, get yeah. suck them up, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if 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 anything, it's it's they are one of the most enthusiastic because you know right now they have, you know, they're without a Masonic home, uh, to put it one way. Right. Yeah. So a couple of years ago, when you first made this known to me, it sounded like there was a lot of enthusiasm and there was a lot of forward push, and then and and then it it sort of slacked a little bit now. Do you feel it? Do you feel like gaining momentum? Do you do you feel like you're like I, getting I, ready to break the tape? I'm hoping so. Um, this year, um, we had meetings um, almost like three times a month uh, at Grand Lodge to practice the ritual in Spanish. So that was good to get you know the people who are eventually going to be the officers. That's a lot of momentum there. Mm -hmm. But you know that's that's not forty people, which yeah. is what Grand Lodge wants to see. You're going to write the book. Is it going to be purple? Are you going to have? <laughs> I, I don't like the book. Never mind. That's a different story. Yeah, that's a different but story. but they're they're working on it. You guys uh, have translated the ritual into Spanish. Yes, there's 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 been uh, translation work done. Um, uh, the translation was given to Grand Lodge, who will give it to people who will like cor corroborate the translation, and then they'll give us you know a yay or a nay, I guess. On, Excellent. On the so they need board. they need to find some bilingual masons who are also very. Fluent in two languages, like so extremely a broad fluent. appeal to the to the Spanish speaking Masons around. Yeah. We, yeah, we we need your help in a couple of different ways. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, well, I can tell you if you can uh, get twenty five men, you can have a Spanish speaking grotto. <laughs> and I, I hey, you know, uh, that I, might, I, that I might be our plan that. B. Cause wow. <laughs> And uh, you can read the ritual. Uh, <laughs> I know who, who, who could be your district deputy? Would oh. be yeah, that'd be Pete. Hey, that might that might be a good plan B, I guess. Hey, you know, bring him in, have, yeah. have some social stuff, and then and then develop it off of that. That's not a bad plan. Either. Yeah, because I know I, I grew up in Kenneth Square, where there's a, a lot of uh, Mexican Americans and uh, and a lot of Puerto Rican Americans. Mm -hmm. I guess Puerto Ricans are Americans, but yes. Americans that of Puerto correct. Americans of Puerto Rican descent. There you go. <laughs> there um, you go. Yeah. So. Uh, you know, I, I know there would be some interest there. So, yeah. yeah, if we can help, I'll help. So how, how many committed do you have now? Um, Bloat the number. Yeah, yeah. Inflate well, it. It's, no, I mean. Um, 7,000. We have 200,000 fans, according <laughs> to Larry. Yes, there you go. <laughs> um, well, I'll say this. You know, I, ha um, I have a list of 70, 70 people. Um, not everybody has paid the full dues we have asked of people. You know, some people have paid full. Some people have made some payments to it. Not all those 70 are bilingual. So that's, that's part of the challenges. Mm. Yeah. Now. The requirements that Grand Launch has given you is that the first forty are bilingual. After that, though, what would what would the requirement be? Uh, that's a good question. I guess the the requirement as it is right now is the first forty charter members, you know, have to be bilingual. Um, the first, you know, the officers have, have to have to have to be passed uh, has that requirement. Um, it, and the whole uh, issue of the 40 charter members being bilingual is to ensure that we have a line that can continue still being bilingual. Right. Um, but once you're a lodge, you're, you're a lodge. It'd be up to us to keep, uh, you know, the people who we initiate, make sure they're bilingual or, or something like How that. How bilingual? <laughs> that's that's a good that's a good question, right? Because yeah, I, I don't mean this. I mean, 
I don't mean it to be insulting, but I mean, I, I've had five years of Spanish. I'm horrible at it. <laughs> Apparently, I'm really good after a few drinks. There you but go. that's frowned upon by the <laughs> You're Lodge. not as man, good yeah. as you think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but this would be Grand Lodge. So no, but it, it, would, right. it would be tough. It would be tough not being yeah. truly bilingual and being, you know, an elected officer. Yeah. yeah, especially if there was a question from the floor about, I, I'd be okay with the ritual. I could memorize that. But mm-hmm. right. if somebody asked me a question. Masonic I, law or edicts yeah, or whatever. Yeah, I would have to defer to a, a native Spanish speaker. Yeah. How do you say span, uh, pancake in Spanish? Is that is it the same? I think it's still pancake. Pancake. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> as long as you can say that, then you can have a lodge. <laughs> yeah. Because pan is bread. <laughs> yes, yes, it's true. <laughs> that is true. So maybe that qualifies me uh, for something. Hey, you're know. in. You're Tyler yes. right now, yes. officially. <laughs> and how close are you to getting the masters and wardens? Um, for that, we're very close. I think. I think the biggest challenge right now is to get uh, the 40 people to actually show up 40 at a time to the meetings. Um, our meetings have, haven't hit 40. Right. And that's one of the things Grand Lodge wants to they see. They want to see 40 people. They want to see 40 to people the... coming regularly to, to, to the meetings of the club. And will you take anybody from anywhere as long as they can make those meetings? I mean, if somebody is listening from Pittsburgh and has an interest and is willing to make the six-hour drive. Yeah, honestly, yes. I mean, it's the requirement is to be a master. Right now, it's to be a master mason. Growing but the idea yet. is your, your, your um, charter will be for the city of Philadelphia? Is yeah. that where you're looking to be? Uh, yes. The The idea right now is to uh, charter and actually use one of the Grand Lodge uh, um, rooms as, as the lodge meeting. Yes. So tell us a little bit about your Masonic history. Um, you were, you're, you're, um, were made a Mason in Mexico originally. Yes, that's true. So tell us a little bit about that. Okay. So I was in college. That was back in uh, 1995 when I got my first degree. Um, and my uh, master mason degree I got in ni- 1996. Um, uh, in Mexico, uh, blue launches are already divided into whether you're York, York right or Scottish right. Um, my launch was ancient and accepted Scottish right. Um, uh, I'm from the state of Baja California, which is just south of California. Um, uh, in my family, my grandpa was a Mason, but uh, he died before I was born, so I never met him. Uh, but there is some tradition of, of Masonry in the family. Um, and during that time that I was still in Mexico, I went through the chairs. I, I was junior ward. Well, first I was secretary. Then I was junior ward, senior ward, uh, and then I was <laughs> worshipful master. First you were secretary and yeah. then junior ward? Yeah. Wow. Can you imagine okay. that? Actually, actually, Sounds like Jason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like Jason's yeah. got that. Yeah. 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 We've well, heard that story. They actually started me as, uh, it was a small lot, you can tell. <laughs> <laughs> they started me as secretary when I was still a fellow craft. Oh, that sounds like Brother Kipling. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. You know, and then eventually, you know, then eventually I got my master medicine degree, and then I got, you know, I went through the chairs. Um, uh, eventually, when I came to the U.S., um, I first came to, uh, I went to school in Illinois, and I, you know, I took a cab to a lodge and knocked on the door and said, "Hi, you know, I want to visit here," and lo and behold, my lodge wasn't recognized. <laughs> Um, so that kind of put a damper on the whole uh, transition into a, a U.S. launch. Um, and uh, I lived in Illinois for a while, and I just 
um, with school and everything, I didn't pursue just mm. trying to lo- to join in uh, it's a lot in, to do. in Illinois. Yeah, and then I lived in California f- for a while. I actually started to contact a lodge there to try to join, but honestly, by the time they contacted. Uh, me back. I was already <laughs> living in Pennsylvania, so <laughs> that was Lambert Lodge. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. It was a lodge in San Diego, actually, but you know, I don't know what their deal was. Um, so here in uh, Pennsylvania, um, in similar fashion, just uh, my lodge from Mexico wasn't recognized, and you know, at that point, it's already been like what six years since I left. I wasn't paying dues there or anything like that. So mm-hmm. I just and joined here. Uh, f- from the get-go as an entered apprentice. Yeah, I, I think you were already a master mason before I realized that you were also a past master already. Yeah, um, yeah kind of like, yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. Uh, I joined Effort Lodge in 2007. And you had to go through your degrees again? Yes. Yes. Very cool. So um, any, as for what you can, uh, we don't want you to ruin your oaths and obligations, but you know, what are some of the biggest differences between the, the, the Freemasonry you were in, in in Mexico versus American, or we want to say American, Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania Freemasonry? Pennsylvania okay. Freemasonry. Um, um, well, in in Pennsylvania, we uh, we say all the ritual by memory. Um, in Mexico, you are not obligated to do it by memory. Uh, you are allowed to read if if need be. Um, a lot of the lodges are small, so you end up having a lot of people having, having to sub in. So you just have to read it because you couldn't really know all, you know, uh, all the ritual. The master usually has it by memory uh, just because he's been doing it for all those years. Um, the rites of initiation are different. Mm. Um, <laughs> they're uh, more elaborate. There's more. Um, there's more to do um, before you enter the lodge. More like, like uh, I would say, like pledging. Like they, they make you be more of a. I don't know, like, <laughs> like I, it's you know, like Socially when pledging active. my fraternity, I was like, like, like a slave for uh, six no, weeks. You no, know? uh, well, uh, the older guys would talk about that kind of stuff. Uh, when I joined, it was like I said, 1995. That was that was gone. Um, but for example, um, you know, if, if the initiation started at eight, they would ask you to the building like at six and they would blindfold you, uh, once, once you get there and then, um, they would like on purpose, just have you walk all over the place to really, uh, have you disoriented. You don't know what you're going, um. Because you're not in the lodge, there's more like a little bit of, of like teasing and stuff like that. Like, you know, like, oh, you know, you know, watch out for the hatchet or whatever. And you think, you're like, what, <laughs> what's going on here? You know, well, obviously there's no hatchet or anything like that. Um, but closer to the time of your, the actual initiation, uh, then it gets serious and they actually put you in a reflection room, which we don't have in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. You know, and then there's ritual with that. Right, right. Yeah. Um, Grandmaster of New Jersey has just uh, um, issued uh, an, an edict that the lodges in New Jersey are permitted to use the Chamber of Reflection. Okay, it's not a requirement yet. Okay, but lodges that want to. Yeah, I met the, I met the Grandmaster of New Jersey. He doesn't remember it because he met you know a few thousand other people. Um, but I was uh, down at Tall Cedars mm-hmm. a couple weekends ago. And he gave a really nice speech, and he, we made him a tall cedar at sight. Okay. So he is now a tall cedar as well. So. Yeah. 
And I actually, while I'm still living in Mexico, I visited a lodge in a different state. And it just so happened that um, several of the brothers there were from the Air Force. And it just so happened that when I visited there, they were having an, an initiation. And the, well, he wasn't a brother then, the person who was going to join, they had him doing push-ups and whatnot, because, you know, they're all from the Air Force. <laughs> and he didn't know, so he was blindfolded and doing push-ups. <laughs> Jason, drop and give me 20 right now. No. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so um, so now once, once you, you joined, I guess, what, how did you get to Africa? How does <laughs> 222 North? That's, there you go. Yeah. How do you go from like Illinois to California or Mexico to California, Illinois, Africa? Okay. Illinois, Illinois CC, that's school, University of Illinois. Um, and uh, that's where I met my now wife. Okay. We got married in Illinois. We lived there for a while. And then to uh, be closer to my family, we moved to California. And I worked there for a while. And uh, then we have our first kid. And then she said, well, now I want to be close to my family because we just had a kid. And um, so that's why we moved out here. Very cool. All right. Well, let's th- we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back and we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, all this stuff. We're back with Dan Madrigal, who is in the process of, along with several other guys from the Philadelphia area, trying to trying to charter a Spanish-speaking lodge uh, that would be meeting at the Grand Lodge of Pennsylvania. So, uh, Dan, any other thoughts on that subject for now? Uh, we, we're, we're here to help you any way we can. Um, we'll get more to that later. Uh, well, I, asked, I would ask all your thousands of listeners... Thousands, dozens, <laughs> dozens, dozens at least. Dozens at least. You know, if uh, if you have an interest, if you can think of anybody you might you know that might have an interest that's uh, Spanish speaking and um, already a brother or uh, thinking of joining, even um, getting in touch with us, please. So the the first requirement is that they must be a Spanish speaking master mason right now, right? That in order to get your charter. That's in order to get the charter, yes. forty. Yes, we right. we have to have forty master right. masons who speak Spanish. Bilingual. Well, they can't just be Spanish-speaking, right? They have to speak English and Spanish. Well, uh, well, I mean, the officers have to be bilingual. But for the charter, you can just speak Spanish, actually, because okay. it's a Spanish-speaking lodge. Yeah. So we we need a bunch of Spanish-speaking Masons to get in touch. So yes. we're going to do this a couple of different ways. We're going to put up a link on our website, or at least if you'd like to send a, send us a message on our Facebook page. Masonic Light Podcast at Gmail will also work. Masonic Light Podcast at gmail.com. Correct. Because, you know, Larry would get that wrong. Um, so we can forward that message along. Or, Dan, you've got, I think, a Gmail address that, that you're accepting uh, inquiries to. Correct. Um, yes, you can contact me at damaoj at gmail.com. So that's the letters Delta, Alpha, Mike, Alpha, Oscar, Juliet. At gmail.com. Okay, that's got to be short for something. Dan. Magic. Mad, OJ. Mad, o- orange juice. Orange juice. <laughs> Dan's orange juice. And Okay, I don't know what that was. But anyway, I hope you wrote it down. Um, now, go ahead, Pete. 
No, and, and just to, to uh, we want to make sure these people aren't lying. <laughs> so, so could you give us an appeal in Spanish to the uh, to make sure that if they can't understand this, they probably shouldn't call or no? Okay, muy bien. Uh, para todos los hermanos de habla hispana, o si tienen algún conocido de habla hispana, uh, somos el Club uh, Masónico Alto Meridiano. Estamos trabajando para formar la primera logia de habla hispana en el Gran Oriente de Pensilvania. So we weren't lying. It's really true. <laughs> See? If you just joined us. <laughs> if you just started this second. <laughs> It's it's Telemundo Masonica. Now there see, now Larry would probably say we can now claim that we're the first bilingual podcast because thirty the record, seconds in Spanish. Hey, there you go. Three years. Let the record show. I just missed a phone call from Larry Maris, who is uh, on vacation right now. You know what's going to happen, Dan? Is you know there's going to be another powwow session that Jack and I aren't invited to, and then you're all of a sudden going to get sequestered to to do a segment for the show. So just <laughs> just a heads up. Just heads up. Be, okay. Yeah, yeah let's. In five minutes in Spanish, something humorous <laughs> there and Masonic. Okay, so did I just make eye contact? Is that what happened? Yeah, you did. <laughs> you did. Yeah. <laughs> Call it the Mexican minute. jeez. <laughs> oh, Minuto Mexicano. Minuto Mexicano. So we already got a name for it, huh? Okay. Yeah, that's, that's, it. It. that's it. It's already, already uh, canon. <laughs> uh, so... Uh, I think this will work. I mean, I do. I mean, I, 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 I feel bad that you guys have had, like, the hiccups, but, you well, know, we're naturally quiet as Freemasons. And, you know, yes. maybe now with things like our podcast and just our big mouths on Facebook, you know, we can probably get this word out a little bit better. You know, we had talked about diversity in Lodge a couple episodes ago. Absolutely, we did, yeah. And, you know, I'd be curious, you know, Dan, what, what, what do you think that we could do better in our lodges to attract a broader reach of, of men, you know, especially, you know, a diverser, a diverser, diverser, a diverser, <laughs> a more a grammatically di correctical. No, a more diversier, <laughs> a more diverse, uh, you know, cross section of, of the population. Uh, I guess, um, I mean, it's, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut in just because you're stammering. Okay, sorry. Have you ever, in your time at Effort Lodge, have you ever been made to feel uncomfortable? No. 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 No, that's not what this is about, yeah. right? This is about taking a brother and, and making him a part of your family, and that's what, that's what yeah. you're trying to do. Yes. And, and what all of us try to do. But I, I mean, I just look at the math. Like, Latino is the... Fastest growing part of our um, population in the United States. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, I mean, it's it's huge. And if 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 all of these Masonic groups are constantly bitching and whining about not having a lot enough members and losing members, you here's know, a, here's a big pool to swim in. Yeah, it just yeah. It, it 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 honestly doesn't great make men. it doesn't make any sense to me, especially in in this part of town. And you know, I know that that Lancaster is not the only you know, city across America that has a heavy, yeah. you know, Latino population. I just, you know, I don't think that we're... Well, I, I heard somewhere, uh, I think when I was running for mayor, um, the city of... <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Hang, he hang, really hang, did run for mayor. Hang on. <laughs> Rewind. Can you say that again? <laughs> That's a story for another day. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, the city of Lancaster is 
52 or 53% Hispanic. And, and I, it blows my mind because you wouldn't know that. Yeah. But, you know, and, and I, I used to try and tell people, like, if, if these guys would show up at the polls, you'd all be out of a job. Mm-hmm. You know, because yeah. it's it it's the silent the silent majority in this city, and and I think in cities across Pennsylvania. So I just yeah, I think that's a group we need to tap into. Uh, it, it, do we have a perception problem in 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 the Hispanic community? Is that would you say? I mean that that might be part of it. Um, and I think, and I think I don't know. Uh, people who are already in the lodge, maybe when they know somebody from work or their neighbor or whatnot. Maybe they don't think about asking Hispanic people because there's like if nobody else in the lodge is Hispanic, maybe they'll think, well, he'll feel uncomfortable or something like that, right? But he should ask. But he should ask. Right. That's 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 the whole point. Right? Now, but you right. said at dinner earlier, I asked because you know Jack was just in Italy, and you wouldn't know a lodge unless you were in the lodge because they keep everything very quiet and very secretive, but. In Mexico, it's not that way. The lodges are very well labeled, and there's there's not a, a, a stigma any worse than the United States. Correct, correct. It's just like the U.S. I mean, there's there are some people who are against it, but the lodges are the lodge buildings are clearly labeled. You know, they're um, they have their names and whatnot on 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 the actual building. Um, they actually participate in 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 parades and whatnot. So there's there's a public facing. Uh, of the of the lodges in Mexico. Well, so, in South America, there's actually a country named after a famous mason. So go figure. There you go. So do you Bolivia. guys? Do you guys would be Bolivia? That would be Bolivia, named after <laughs> after brother Simon Bolivar. Yes. So do you guys do fundraisers? Do you have pancake fundraisers? In the club, not yet. <laughs> it's no. flautas. It's flautas. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole different thing. <laughs> okay. Because yeah. Well, you know what we ha- we have brothers from all. You know, all over, so it, it, it couldn't be just flat. Listen, I got, more. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I got it. I got it. This is how we're going to get uh, bilingual people in lunch. We're going to have an all you can eat empanada lunch. That, see, that, that will get us there. That will get no, us that there. would just get fat Americans. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, but you no, know, we're joking, but you brought up a good point. Like, there's, you know, especially, especially Americans, we like to just lump Hispanic into one group. That's true. It's, so many different countries and yes. so many different cultures. Yes. And even like in Mexico, I mean, no different than the United States. Where, oh, yeah, state by state. Yeah, mm-hmm. no different where like a New Yorker and a Texan and a Californian walk into a bar. It's, yeah, 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 it's correct. a joke. It's a joke. Yeah, correct. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, what kind of challenges have you had? Have you had any challenges with with people from, from different countries and different backgrounds? Or, or, is your, or your common denominator of Freemasonry really kind of kept it? See, that's that, that's a good thing. The, the common denominator of Freemasonry uh, helps sort that out. Um, it's funny because the Spanish we speak might be different. Um, you know, different words for different things or, or, or different inflections or whatnot. Different accents, of course. Um, but most of the ritual we practice in the different countries in, in, in South America, Central America, is all the ritual that came from Spain. It, it, it hasn't really changed a lot. So, so it's, you might actually be able to understand that, Pete. I, I, jokingly, I mean, growing up in Kenneth Square with a lot of Mexican, <laughs> Mexican people, um, I can really understand Spanish, uh, Castilian, yeah. Mexican 
and um, a lot of like South, some of the South American countries. Okay. I think he needs a petition, Dan. There you go. But as soon, but like the island Spanish. Oh, that's different. I, I have no idea what they're saying. But mm-hmm. you know what's funny? You go to a lodge in Mexico and you hear the ritual, and it's old-fashioned Spanish from Spain. Like it'd be equivalent to like walking to a lodge here and you started to hear Shakespearean dialogue. Like it's something you've never speak in your in, in your life normally. It's something you never like. Maybe you heard about it in school a little bit, and that's it. So they talk with a lisp, like ba- Barcelona. <laughs> Barcelona. <laughs> well, yeah. uh, th- not the lisp, but uh, the vosotros. Okay. Like all the ritual has vosotros, and I never use vosotros in Mexico. Okay, that yeah. means like you, it means like you people. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. The wait, others, no, not you people. It's <laughs> it's a very fancy you. Right. Like uh, well, like the French vous, as opposed to toi. Yes. Okay, now I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> you lost me in French. That okay. means three, I think. Uh, no, no, three would be trois with an R. Uh, I'm confused. So, you you, so you're trilingual. Oh, I took some French in high school. Uh, okay. What was her name? <laughs> I'm sorry. Never mind. There you go. Oh, that is just awesome. So, yeah, fans, if, if you're listening. Jump on this. This is an opportunity to be the, the beginning of something. Uh, an aspect of Freemasonry that's growing. I mean, we hear all the time about stuff that's collapsing and we're running out of people and blah, blah, blah. Here's something that's trying to get started. So if if you fit the the profile, please get in touch with Dan. I think profile is bad. You're Except not now. Profile. <laughs> now profiling is good. And like we mentioned earlier, that, you know, if you're willing to make the drive to, to come to some of these meetings, right? So that's kind of the catch, that if you can make these organizational meetings, uh, that's kind of the, the, the trigger or the cue that Grand Lodge will use to say, yeah. let's do this. Are the organizational right. meetings on a set night that... Um, <laughs> that's been, that's, that's been an story. Yes, that's been an issue. Um, our club bylaws say um, uh, third Saturday of the month. Uh, but lately, like, we have a meeting and then we'll say, okay, when's the next meeting? Which is, again, not good because there's no consistency. Um, but yeah. Uh, we were we were trying on Saturdays just to see if we can get a lot of people there. Um, that's been an issue with family and all that stuff. Um, lately, we're thinking about having uh, maybe doing something on the fourth week because most you know lodges would be meeting first, second, or third week and try to you know. But we haven't we haven't amended the bylaws yet, and so there's nothing set in stone, sadly. And they don't have to be Pennsylvania Masons. They just they they right. do not, as long as they're a master Mason. Um, oh, okay. Um, so Baltimore, D.C., Wilmington, yes. all those areas are within a couple hours. Yeah, easy train ride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're if you if you're willing to travel, you know, you're more than welcome, and you could actually be a charter member if if this ever is going to happen. Even if you're in a in a different jurisdiction, um, there'll be like an extra fee that Grand Lodge would charge. Of course. Sorry, the out of state Masons. Well, we give you plural membership in inside Pennsylvania, right? Then, yeah, yeah. It would entitled to all the rights and privileges, exactly. Of Pennsylvania Masonry. Well, like what? What kind of rights do I get as a Pennsylvania? I'm missing something. Well, well, I can get a funeral. Cue the crickets. Yeah. Chirp, 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 <laughs> chirp. Yeah. No, you get a funeral, right? <laughs> Hot potato. Nobody wants to touch it. <laughs> uh, well, Dan, thank you so much. Um, we really appreciate it, and hopefully. Um, you know, we can help. Hopefully, I would like to be yeah, part. We'll I don't want to be. I don't mean put be part of the lodge, but I mean I think our show. I'd like to be part of helping. Yeah, us. absolutely. If if ever Thank you want to drop back out and and say a few words and and uh, hopefully you'll be able to talk about your first uh, official 
chartering meeting. I'm hopeful, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll pick and, you up on that. You know, at your next meeting, um, if you can get, you know, it approved by the majority of members present, you know, be I would love to. We would air a commercial for you guys if you guys wanted to just do a awesome. little pitch. We'll, we'll yep. throw it on we the show. Be happy to do that. Thank you. And and for all you listeners out there, if whether it's you or someone you know, if you know someone who's uh, Spanish speaking and also a master mason that you think might be interested in this, just let them know. Uh, look us up on our Facebook page and drop us a note and we will get you in touch with Dan. Let's go to break. Good news, everyone. Masonic Light News. News not fit to print. In Masonic News today, in a cautionary letter released by the Grand Orient of Italy, it was announced that further persecution of the craft by uninformed and paranoid zealots continues in that country. Lodge minutes, membership rolls, and even the Grand Lodge's internet servers have been subpoenaed, and continued effort to vilify the Masonic fraternity have successfully distracted the citizenry from investigating the corruption inherent in the Italian government for over 2,000 years. When asked for comment, one local Mason said, well, really, he said nothing, because it's not safe to speak out. Be ever vigilant, brothers. It can happen anywhere. Siamo uniti, fratelli italiani. So, are we still recording, Mr. Jason? Sure. So, basically the RICO statute, if it was America. That's exactly correct. That's kind of scary. Yeah, how does that make you feel? Well, I mean, I feel safe in Pennsylvania because if they were to sub- don't if they were to subpoena our records, well. what were you saying, Jason? It'd be on three and a half inch discs and <laughs> <Yeah>. parchment and <laughs> and Lotus Lotus works. <laughs> yeah, it, it would be a, a district attorney's nightmare to subpoena our stuff. But but however, the the point is that this is not unique to Italy. Um, the in in the UK. You can't be hired as a policeman unless you disclose your Masonic affiliation, or at least that was the case. I, I believe there was a move to repeal that, but I'm not really sure where that stands at this point. But mm. just, guys, we cannot take this for granted. It, they can take it away from us. Sir, what could we, what could we do as American Freemasons? I mean, I guess we could write a letter or, uh, you know, thoughts and prayers, kind of like nonsense. But I, I don't know that there's anything we can do but be vigilant at home, you know, because... I mean, just with the with the last three years of political ridiculousness that's that's gone on, um, we could find our own country turning against us very quickly. Uh, it's happened before. It happened in in you know in the eighteen twenties. Um, well, that was almost destroyed that, us. That was that troublemaker from Lancaster. No, it was the troublemaker in Batavia, New York. But that was a whole nother story. But. But that was a whole other affair. Yeah. The, the, but, the, but, but the point is, we have to pay attention to our freedoms, because if we take them for granted, they will be taken from us. That's all. Done. Drop the mic. And we're back. So this is a good episode. Yeah. Um, if we already thank you. <laughs> yeah, you were... Thanks for bringing us back, Jason. <laughs> Here to help. Yeah, uh, just turn the knobs. <laughs> but seriously, great episode, Dan, brother Dan. 
thank you so much. Thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, uh, it's odd having actually a serious episode. and. Well, we made up a new word, at least, diverser. Diverser, yes. <laughs> it's the word of the day. Uh, so, uh, Jack, anything? Um, you got some cool stuff coming up, coming up. What do you have coming up next two weeks? We have coming up, we have, what do we have? We have stated meeting at my lodge on the second Tuesday. We're having a cookout. It's strawberries, blah, blah, blah. Uh, we're giving away a whole bunch of money for scholarships for high school students going to college or continuing education of whatever sort. Also, I'm high priest in my Royal Arch chapter, and we are having a table chapter. If you are a Royal Arch Mason and are interested in coming, look us up on Eventbrite. At What's the date of the event? What is the date of the event? That's the a great 25th? question. It's the well, so we'll have enough time if they I, hear the episode. I believe it's the 21st. Okay, uh, but yes. in any case, it's, it's the 21st. Go, go to eventbrite.com and just uh, search for table chapter 2018, and it should come up. We're having a really nice dinner at the Lancaster Marriott. Um, tickets are $55 and include all sorts of cool stuff, including dinner with the uh, Grand High Priest um, of the Royal Arch Chapter of Pennsylvania. So, yeah, the um, what's the name of the house that's inside of that Marriott? It's the Montgomery House. So, yeah, there was a, um, a Civil War-era home um, on North Queen Street, on South Queen Street, Mm-hmm. That um, when they built this Marriott, they just kind of built the Marriott around the house. Yeah, it was, it's a great gimmick, but it's a beautiful room. It's a beautiful building. Yeah, yeah, so it's like you're in the hotel, but then you walk into a townhome and you're on the second or third floor. Mm-hmm. It's it's really cool. Yep. That's Thursday, June 21st. 21st, yes. And then we have upcoming in Ephrata. Uh, an AMD, Allied Masonic Degrees, in-gathering that is also on Eventbrite. Uh, And if you do that again, go to eventbrite.com and search for AMD in-gathering 2018. You'll find the one to be held in Ephrata at my home lodge, and we will have a couple of really cool speakers in the morning. That's open to any Master Mason. Uh, and then the afternoon works are two AMD degrees being conferred. So if you're interested in seeing those, uh, more details are on the Eventbrite page. Uh, that includes a lunch, and we would love to have you there. So those are the things that I'm worrying about and losing sleep over right now. Brother Dan, are you doing any uh, Masonic stuff next couple weeks? Uh, next couple weeks, I guess. Uh, Come to Lodge. Yeah, c- coming to Lodge and Everett Lodge. <laughs> um, I have a camp, camp out with the Cub Scouts this Friday. so uh, Way more fun. <laughs> yep. Um, have you found those uh, tall cedars and grotto petitions I stuffed under your cell phone yet? <laughs> oh, no. Okay. No. And uh, Brother Jason? I don't know. What do we got going on? I left yeah. my phone upstairs, so I'm just going to wing it. Well, we, you know, we have a long fifth week this month, with this, which is nice. It won't affect our release of our episodes, but, uh, you know, a few ep- there may or may not be an so episode. So this week's between. longer than a normal week? It's, well, there's, there's a the fifth, you know, it's, there's a lot of fifths this. Uh, well, there's a couple on the table. <laughs> <laughs> 
But the uh, Castle Island Virtual Lodge tomorrow uh, is uh, no Wednesday, Wednesday night on. Uh, was it Wednesday? The thirtieth. I got. I received an invite. Yeah. I'm so going. that would have already happened. So maybe we'll talk about that. Uh, also in June, June nineteenth, uh, there is a member soon to get his Royal Arch degree. Uh, as a member of Chapter 43, but we're sending him to Philadelphia. So a handful of us have committed to going to Philadelphia on June 19th. So if anybody would like to go that is allowed to see the Royal Arch degree, uh, we'd be happy to carpool. And Now, now stop for a moment yeah? and, and let that sink in. You'll be witnessing the Royal Arch degree in Philadelphia. at the Grand Lodge of Pennsylvania. I am relatively certain they have all the equipment to do it right. So that will be a very cool degree. So if you are from this area and would like to go, or if you're a listener from Philadelphia, uh, I will be there along with uh, our, our soon-to-be companion, Jim, and uh, whoever else would like to go. And I think that's about it. Stated meetings, extra meetings, normal stuff. Uh, Lodge 43's official visitation of the District Deputy Grandmaster is uh, this month, and uh, that's about it. And there's also, now this won't be until July, but July 21st, there is going to be a Masonic skydiving event. So Brother George Grove III, we've talked about George Grove Sr., uh, but George Grove III, his son, is an avid skydiver, and his skydiving group will be hosting a Masonic you know, Are they conferring the degree on the way down? Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's a short degree. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's, a short it's very one. short. So they're going to do the short, short, short third. So, and It uh, sounds like this. And I did ask. I did ask. Um, 220 pounds is two, the limit. So that's going to eliminate 85% of Freemasons. Right, but exactly. you can go and you can participate on the ground festivities. And exactly. So and there's all that kind of good stuff. There's so going to be some picnicking. Reason to go regardless. Yeah, yeah there's going to be some picnicking. We're trying to get. I'm good uh, at that. I'm, <laughs> we're, we're hoping to get the uh, the Bishop's View. That's the, the local Masonic chicken smoker guy, the Brother Troy, to bring out his big ah. chicken, chicken smoker out. And they're going to do a, uh, I, I think they're going to do a Masonic jump, <laughs> jump in with the... Uh, Jumping with a chicken? J- jumping with a like chicken. It's like a WKRP episode. <laughs> yeah, there you go. No, jumping with, uh, you know, doing a, f- a flag jump with a Masonic oh, flag and, and an American flag and and smoke. Smoke chicken. Cool. Smoke chicken. Just like Colorado. You know, that was supposed to be a nice plug, but it just kind of went to hell. Uh, but, think uh, about where you are. But if you would like to skydive, uh, you know, contact us and we can get you in, in touch with um, with the skydiving troop. It's $220. Uh, to jump. It's and $220 and 230 pounds. They're the two numbers no, you got to worry two, about. No, 220, 220, yeah. Oh, okay. And that's because it's tandem, right? So you and I could probably jump by ourselves, but we don't want We that. don't have those skills. <laughs> right. Okay. So, so last yeah. thing to cut oh. in, I will be conferring a third degree on June Ooh. 14th at Ifarta Lodge. And I don't know what I, you know, we're, June in Pennsylvania kicks off uh, strawberry season. Every single lodge has strawberry night. Um, And it's really, I don't know, I like strawberries. And then a lot of them are from the Masonic Farm Market in Elizabethtown. Yep. So they're locally grown. Uh, let Let me check. Fresas. Yes. There we go. Yeah, strawberries, phrases. Oh, not so Larry couldn't call back because he was having a horse salmon incident? and fresh corn. That oh. sounds horrible. Just you know, he had to tell me that. All right. So, yeah. so we don't have Larry to take us out. So cue the chickens and uh, buck, run, buck. run the reruns. Oh, I have one more thing. What? No, you don't. I do. What? I'm trying to think the dates, but in the next couple of weeks, I will be going to Supreme Council in Indianapolis, Indiana, to vote no on everything. Vote no. That's what we're going to do. Vote no, vote now. For Grotto. 
All right, everybody. So, uh, Larry, take us out of here. Uh, chickens and lawyers and uh, boom, boom, and bash and, boom, and boom, uh, boom, Phil McCracken and uh, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. See night, everybody. See more butts. Uh, this is Jason Lewis, Pete Ruggieri, Jack Harley, and Dan Madrigal. Uh, Good night. Good night, everybody.